What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast for the love of cinema, where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 306B, the second episode for the week, where we will now discuss our thoughts on Spirited from Apple TV+. Spirited? With you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris, for the episode discussing the menu, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 306A, posted on Tuesday, 1129. Well, gentlemen, let's talk about a crazy, zany movie, musical, I should say. Yeah, don't forget the, that part. In the form Are you of, ready to say that we're going to have a spirited discussion? Wow, that took all of six seconds to happen. Good for you, Roger. All right. Tomato meter. I'll do myself. It's fine. No, that's fair. I, nope. I expect that. I did it. I know I did it. All right. Let's look at tomato meter. 68%. Not strong numbers. Not at all. Audience score, 81. It's not bad for a musical like this, though. No, it's, 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 it's not bad. But I'm actually surprised it's that low. I looked at the I looked at the tomato meter for this before I watched it, and I thought, "Huh, maybe this movie isn't gonna be that bad." You know what I mean? It it gave me some hope for what I was about to watch. Well, you're insinuating you think the movie really is bad. I I, I can't agree with you on that. But I didn't insinuate that. I'm just saying that tomato meter had to be hopeful. However, it did dash my dreams. Well, that's what you're with your tonality. What you said, it, it, it I absolutely said you didn't like it. But <laughs> I mean, it, it, thank you for that little little chuckle too. Appreciate that. Um, I would disagree with that a little, but I, I have my reasons. So let's, if we could, hop into it though. And Roger, I'm still don't know where you sit on this one because you haven't said anything. So, ooh, it's a I know. mystery. It's a spirited mystery. All right, it's an intrigue. So let's, for one second, this is actually a double Will Ferrell week, because I don't know if you saw, but he produced... He's the producer of the menu. Him and and Adam McKay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is Ryan Reynolds as Clint Briggs, Will Ferrell as the ghost of Christmas present, Octavia Spencer as the ghost of Christmas yet to come, Susanita Mani as the ghost of Christmas past, Amy Corretto as Nora, directed by Sean Anders. Roger, what's Spirited about? Uh, So Spirit is a musical about uh, basically the a revamped version of a Christmas carol, Christmas Carol, um, you know the classic Dickens um, novel and story that we've all seen a million times. It's actually a reference um, in this movie about it how it wasn't just a story; it was a real thing that happened. So I think the, that's interesting. The Donald Duck Mickey Mouse retelling of it is my personal favorite, but whatever. Yeah. Oh my God, Chris! I remember that. Uh, you know what I remember most about that is when. They're showing the family not have a lot to eat, and they're they're cutting that radish in the yeah. really thin slices of really yep. thin slice. That's what I remember about that. Yeah, they're, they're that's they're really like paper good. Thin. Yeah, and then like the one of the the ghost of Christmas, whoever the big guy is, he's like opening the houses and like using mm-hmm. he's using like light posts as flashlight. That's what I remember about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact about that along that line is, we set up my Christmas tree uh, this week. Um, because now that I have a big giant house, I have two Christmas trees. So we used all the ornaments that we have basically. And ever since I was a little kid, I have a goofy Christmas ornament from that movie where he's clear, like in the movie with the chains. He's the ghost. Yeah, yeah. He's the ghost. Yep. We have that on my Christmas tree right now. Interesting. Fun facts about Thank Christmas you. trees in Roger's house. Who Thank also isn't that. a big fan of Christmas, by the way. 
You're not a fan I'm of Christmas, not, Roger? I'm not surprised by this fact. Uh, well, here's the thing. All the years of retail, and Chris can attest to this, really sucks the holiday spirit out of you. So, okay. I can concede that point. However, I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. It's my favorite time of year. I love the music. And I have fought against that soul-sucking experience of retail against Christmas this long in my life. So I think, I, I think I've got it. I think I can maintain it. I can understand losing that battle, though. And oh, yeah. it's, it's uh, one of those things where it's like retail can do that to you, but I love Christmas time, man. I love it. The only thing I don't like doing is I don't like decorating a Christmas tree. I hate it. I hate the whole process. Really? I don't like, I don't, I don't like it for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like my wife, she last week when we did the podcast in the studio, they actually decorated the Christmas tree while I was gone. Cause she knows how much I want to be involved. Yeah. In yeah. And like, it's not that, I, you know, it's actually I mean, consider it. <laughs> yeah. Like it was very nice of her and I really do appreciate it. And like, but it's just like I don't like decorating a tree. Everything else about Christmas, I love. The wintertime, the snow, the season, all of it. It's just my jam. I love it. No, so I, I, agree, I, I agree do with you. love wintertime and the snow. I do love that. It's just I think Christmas isn't anywhere near as magical to me as it was when I was a little kid. And oh, no. even having yeah. a kid, listen, I'm glad my my family loves Christmas, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I think the movies are bad. I think the music is repetitive <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Um like the whole Santa Claus sh- charade that we put on for children is as you get older, like it's laughable. Yeah, it is. But like, I, I legitimately like, if you asked me this question 10 years ago, maybe, maybe about seven or eight years ago, I would have told you Christmas was the absolute worst time of my life. I hate it. Yeah. Um, like I've come around to it a little bit. Cause you know, I'm in a different, I work a different kind of job now. So yeah. that's nice. But uh, for the most part, I don't like Christmas stuff. <laughs> I just really okay. don't. I get you. So. I do. I'm, I'm I'm with Chris. I've never, even though I really hated working at a movie. Well, I didn't hate. It. I actually loved working Christmas. But all the dumb guests or customers they would say is, "Hmm, why do you guys have to be here on Christmas? Uh, because you're here." But like that's more of me just pointing out that I was like, "Why do you ask me a stupid question? Why did you ask me that?" Well, the one thing too, and I will talk about, and then we'll get back into this movie. The one thing I do want to talk about Christmas movies in general is. Uh, and I'm not sure this isn't a knock against like Hallmark or Lifetime of all those who just churn out like 45 new Christmas movies every year. That in itself to me is amazing how that little like well-oiled machine works. But most of the movies that we have like for iconic Christmas movies now that we just run them into oblivion. Like, well, we do. I mean, one example is Scrooged. This is, this is, I mean, this is, you know, this is Dickens, but it's also Scrooged. Sure. With Bill Murray a lot. You, you, even down to like the same amount of letters in the name. But Scrooge like right, spirited. right now, you know, on TBS, they're playing a Christmas vacation on a 24 hour loop. Yeah, but like that's yeah. we're, every we're year. Days, you know, we're, we're going to run through the Christmas story on a 24 hour loop. Like, I don't understand that. But people want, obviously, their numbers are higher. They wouldn't keep doing it. Are the numbers higher or just the production value so low? I, I think it's. The numbers have to be pretty high, right? Am I wrong about that? I mean, they wouldn't keep, they wouldn't waste airtime if it didn't bring in the viewers. No, I mean, what if they have literally nothing else to run? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, easy to block out a day when you play the same movie legitimately twelve times. It is. You're 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 right. It is easy to, to kind of schedule that, but where we should get into spirited. That's all right. Back on spirited. Okay, so this is the part of the problem I have with spirited is I think. This movie tries to out Dickens Dickens, and no one can out Dickens Dickens. No one under the age of 50 
has the wherewithal to out Dickens Dickens. I'm sure of it because it's just I, I, I can't imagine the ending of this movie. You're saying Dickens. Well, well, fine. That's just the only way to say it. But it's the ending of this movie. I have a real problem. But let's go back to the beginning. So, how how do we set up the character of the Ryan Reynolds character of Clint Briggs? How do we set this up? Tell them. How, 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 how have this character been set up? I want to hear you guys take on this. I mean, I think Clint Briggs gets a bad rap. <laughs> do you? Do you? Well, I do kind of a little bit. Now, listen, he makes a mistake in this movie, or, you know, what could be a colossal mistake that leads to very horrific circumstances. But, like, his job as a PR guy, you ever watch Thank You for Smoking? One of my favorite yeah, movies. Great movie. Well, I fucking love that movie. That's all he is. He's just a PR guy. Well, and he kind of has to be, though. But that's the for thing. a PR, you have to have negative publicity that turns into positive publicity, right? You do, but I mean, the movie goes in the beginning a long way to like he's an inconsiderate prick that doesn't care. Obviously, the same character title front center for a Christmas character, a, sorry, a Christmas Carol. I mean, I, I what they did with with Marley in this is you know we know jacob marley character he's supposed to change the he's changes the scrooge character but like jacob's kind of a he's another character in this one who's been doing it for a while and they have a whole team of people looking for people to save redeem and some of those people are unredeemables and mm-hmm. i like the idea of what they, they like they've, they've expanded the dickens universe to be you know more of a story which well, i do I think, like that. i think that concept is interesting yeah and i, I think it's fine too and right off the bat, the one thing that you get in, in Apple Productions is, if nothing else, it is you can see the lavishness of it. You can see where the money went. The, the, oh, no, there's the, production value here. Out the wazoo. And that's the one thing you always get with Apple stuff is they definitely, they definitely spend the money where it should be. And I, I appreciate that. I do. So if nothing else, I know, Chris, you're not, you're not a fan of the music, but watching some of those musical pieces – it's at least interesting to look at all the time. There's I mean, always bright colors, always good choreography, always stuff going on. Well, yeah. they didn't they didn't half ass it being a musical. This no. is a musical. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. certainly is. And I can understand people's like another song, but I mean, that's the whole joke with Marley is like Marley's like, no, no, we don't need another song, and then like another song cues up and someone just like looks up at the sky and starts singing. He's like, if I just tell you yes, will you stop singing the song? He's like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. All of a sudden the spotlight goes off. <laughs> I mean, it is listen, clever. Being self-aware is important. Mm-hmm. And the the, the 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 Tracy Morgan as yet to come death. Like I, I think that's also one of the brilliant parts of this too. And how it's so let's talk about how it starts for a second with um Karen with a Karen being yeah. redeemed. Rose Byrne yeah. does it wonderfully as Karen. Mm-hmm. I love um, she's like unsealing your package. Everybody's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, never mind that. And then, you know, I, I like how that, although the first scene exists just to help the bookend with help you kind of figure out what's going on later with the bus and the ball. <laughs> um, although I, I mean, I do appreciate, you know, in the beginning, her name being Karen. Yes, hundred like, percent. Even when they show her the gravestone, she like she complains about the gravestone. You know, mm. what I mean, like Karen's complaining about everything. I, I, I did think that was that's a bit of that's a bit of cleverness that I, I really appreciated that much. I yeah. just, at least to set the movie up, I really appreciated that. We also can't underplay Octavia Spencer, who is not playing a character that requires Octavia Spencer level of performance here, and I get that. But I mean, I can see why she'd want to be in this movie. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's a fine film, right? Like, it's the message is good. I mean, it's it's Dickens, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like, we know the story. They're telling it in a different way. You know, they do some clever things. The musical part's fine, I guess, if you're into that. But like, yeah, no, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with being attached to this to this you know this product. It, it's a good thing for anyone that wanted to be a part of this. I guess they spent like eight eighty million on talent in this movie, though. Holy crap! Well, those the uh, the Broadway people couldn't have been cheap. Yeah, so it was like it was like twenty million for Ryan Reynolds, twenty million to Will Ferrell, and then forty million for additional talent. Are you kidding me? No, they each got twenty for this. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> God, that's <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> Apple and Netflix, you guys just just burn money on a fire. My God. Are they worth like Ryan Reynolds is definitely worth a high sum. I don't think Will Ferrell still commands that kind of. But like, look, it's just me. No one, no one, no one's calling and asking my opinion on that. So whatever. But, wow, thanks, damn man. Um, <laughs> so okay, let's go. So after we get past the the Karen, what's her name? Bl- yeah, Karen Blansky, which I love even more. Like. She's Karen and she's Bland, so Karen Blansky. I love that even more, but that's wonderful. And the fact they got Rose Byrne to do it, even better, like even better. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this one with Clint Briggs, which I really appreciated with. Wait, hold on. How much did you say the total budget of this movie was, Chris? Something like $80 million for talent? It's it's No, it's seventy five total. Okay. No. So that's actually not – I'll find, I'll find the article. Give me a minute. That's not bad there. That's I mean, that's straight off of their thing there. Of Apple, Apple said that Apple gave their budget for that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, they did well, both get twenty million though. That is accurate. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Well, then, then maybe yeah. Okay, so it was about thirty-five million dollars for the rest of the budget. Then is what it was. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Good lord, man! I knew they got twenty million each. Though. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's still a lot. But hey, good for them. And they actually sing in this movie, so. Well, Will Ferrell's no no stranger. He sang in Eurovision too. I mean, he's not. This is not the first time. He, I'm sure he did it with some other things too. I can't remember what other musical he did. He did the producers. He was in the remake with Matthew Broderick. He's been in a few things where he's he sang, and, it's, and every time it's him. So I mean, look, I I'm I'm impressed by that. I'm glad because, you reminded me that he sang in Eurovision. Well, Eurovision's a much better movie than you guys gave credit for. I'm just saying, but even even the the pull there being Rachel McAdams, she did not sing her part. She did not do. I sang her part. Yeah, Roger has a voice of an angel saying her part. But so this is what? Okay, so let's talk about the let's talk about the story. Then. Let's start <laughs> us off. Start us off with 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 the story. Then. So I mean, the story is the Dickens story. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna haunt this guy, and we're gonna we're, uh, Clint Briggs, which is a strong name, by the way, powerful. Um, we're going to do the research on this guy. They research these people and they, they do it for a whole year, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get the full layout. They look into their memories, pull up their past and find out how they can redeem them as people. And so they, they do a big production of it. And, you know, there is singing and dancing in the middle of this too, which it's, I mean, and the musical numbers are spaced out quite a bit or spaced out adequately because this movie comes in just over two hours long, which doesn't, didn't really feel that long to me, which was nice. But I appreciated it. Well, I mean, I get that. But let's focus on Clinton Briggs here for a second of how how do they set him up and how do they take him through this journey of – so elements of this story that I liked are things like 
Farrell's character pushing, like kind of annoyingly so, to Jacob Marley about, you know, his team lead, Jacob Marley, about this is the guy that they want to. And everyone's like, nope, we don't care about him. Nope, we can find someone else. Someone else that will be easier to, easier to turn and will do better, more good for people. And there, 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 there is a thematic reason why he wants to, why he wants to get Briggs as the target is because, you know, He's deemed unredeemable. But so was he. So they both been. De- he has to. He has to see that someone deemed unredeemable can not only be redeemed but get back into where they were, and that's what that's what's important to him. Which I I appreciate that part of the story. Sure. Um, I also going into this knowing the Dickens tale, knowing that. You know, Tiny Tim. There are many things that that Scrooge sees that start to turn his turn his heart in the other direction. But the catalyst that really makes him change is Tiny Tim, mm-hmm. is you know giving into the sickness, and Tiny Tim passes away, and that really that really gets to Scrooge in the original tale. And what I I like here is what I what I was expecting is so they set it up a little differently. This kind of they kind of split it between his sister and the kid from school that's competing against his niece for um, class president, class president. But like, he's also doing like a media blitz. That's what he does as social media coordinator. So that's his world. And I get that is in all social media is just whoever the creepiest, whoever the slimiest guy is going to win. It's just, that's how social media works. So what I appreciated there is I didn't, sorry, I didn't appreciate there is how they split it between they made it catastrophic for the kid and not so bad for the sister. I wanted the sister to be the catalyst here. Hmm. And I don't know, because I was just hoping they'd do something a little different, which when they bring the sister in, I was happy about that. But as far as weight of scene go, it didn't go there. And I know that you guys will have a counter argument for this. I'm expecting you. So when he takes him to see, when he's the ghost of Christmas past, takes Clint to see one of the last times he saw his sister in the hospital, he does kind of like, no, I, I don't want to be here. We're not, we're not doing this. But then we go into a musical. We go into mm-hmm. this silly kind of sidestep, the serious moment. And I don't like that. However, did they do it because of the tone of the movie? Did they do it because the movie, that's not, that's just not what this movie's about? Let me ask you that. Um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that it's because of the tone of the movie. You know, I, I like it that they they approach this from like a more modern perspective of like, hey, somebody's like, man, I went through this once. This is one of the worst times of my life. I don't want to go through this again. I don't care. Like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And like, at least that I appreciate because in a movie that's fantastical, at least there is some grounded truth in it. You know, like you wouldn't want to watch that. I sure wouldn't. Would you? No, hell no. Chris? Well, no, no, I don't want to relive that if I don't have to. Right. Like you wouldn't want to. Right. And the guy's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. So. Um, I mean, I get that. It's fine. <laughs> um, but you know, there being a song about it, like I don't. I mean, it fits with the vein of the movie. I just, know? I kind of wanted like, that to be more of an impact on Briggs, which nothing really was an impact on Briggs. Well, I was kind of the surprised they changed that too. When people die, that's not always uh, the moment that you think it's going to be. Well, but the thing is. When we when we go through the story, the Briggs isn't changed like like Scrooge is changed. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like that's the, one of the twists. Also, it's a little different. Um, he does try to stop what happens from happening when he finds out the little boy did commit suicide because of the mm-hmm. awful thing that they put on social media, and he tries to fix it. I do appreciate that. I, I really do. Um, sure. 
again, it's one of those things where it's it's a tough thing to weather because it's once you start going into young kids committing suicide, that's no, a tough it's a little, to weather. It's a little dark, a little dark mm-hmm. real, real quick. And I guess they want to take a step back from that, which is a probably a, it's probably a, a smart idea. I don't know if it's a good idea, but it's a smart idea. I mean, you don't ever want to double down on child suicide. Of course, let's not. be honest. You literally in the last episode talked about roasting babies. Uh, you asked me what my menu specialty would be. <laughs> yeah, you brought that on yourself. I did. I did. Fair enough, fair enough. If you haven't seen there that episode, that's, you know, go back and check it out. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. So what else? Tell me something else about this movie you guys really like. I liked a lot about it. So I, so I do like the production, and I, and I say that outside of the musical numbers. Like, there's a few times where Jacob, he um he tells people to be gone, basically, and, like, the entire, like, scene goes, like, this weird, like, super dark, off, like, black green in background, and there's nothing mm-hmm. left. I thought that that looked like very good. Like they're in the in-between. Yeah, and it looked very good. Um, I think this, this uh, also transitions really well between, there's some scenes that mix, like, with some time travel, some location hopping, and they do it pretty seamlessly, and you don't notice that, like, it's hard to notice the cuts of them like replacing different like prop pieces and actors and things like that along the way. I did appreciate all that. That was nice. And I do think that even though I didn't, I didn't like this film and I didn't like the story and the way they told it. I do think that Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds worked well together. I think they had decent chemistry, you know, as they had their, their long back and forth. I do like some of the setup that this movie makes. I think it's kind of clever. Some things you see coming a mile away and are eye rolling, but some of the stuff's actually kind of okay. So I did enjoy that. I didn't like the whole um, thing where Will Ferrell could be seen by uh, Octavia Spencer's character. What was I'm not sure too? what what happened. It, 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 so like, here's the thing: they make it happen and then they don't explain it at all. Nope. Ryan not Reynolds once. just says, "Ryan Reynolds." Uh, what was his name? Cliff, Clive, Clint. 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 Clint says at one point, "You, she, uh, you, know, you let her see you because you wanted her to see you." But he didn't. You, you can tell when that first happens. It's no, he's accident. in mid sentence. So yeah, she's like hello. Yeah, so it isn't. It isn't that. But then they turn it into this, into this love, into this like you know infatuation thing. I think that's lazy writing. But they have to get their musical Dickens numbers, you know, from point A to point C somehow. So there's their point B. But all that kind of stuff was eye-rolly and lame. But like I said, the production of this is actually really good. And I did enjoy like the chemistry of everyone on screen. I think it all worked really well together. Well, I, I really thought that because, I mean, they were avoiding something pretty – they are avoiding something very pivotal when they avoided going back in that room. When, when she was finally like, no, I'm not going to ruin this little boy's life so your niece can win class president. It's not what I do. We're not going to do this. And I thought when she walked out of the room and could suddenly see him, I thought she had leapt to her death. I thought she had, I thought she had committed. So I was like, wow, this oh, is really dark. You went way yes. darker and well, way wow. further to that. Because it doesn't, it doesn't really fully explain why she can see him. So here's here's the thing. I thought it was because she finally gave up that, like, she she made a positive choice she in her life. She died inside. <laughs> no, I was saying that I thought it was because she like made the <laughs> she made the moral choice, and you know now that she made the right goodly choice, she can now see the goodly ghosts. You know what I mean? You went straight dark with the that, like goodly ghosts. Well, I, I, I did. I, I thought there was a reason why. I thought they were going to be on the street, and they that's and then and she's going to be lying like, there. Like, as well, a that's the thing is like, corpse. well, it would have. I mean, that would have started Clint's journey towards. Okay, I'm an asshole. What can I do about this? But alas, it wasn't the case. I thought that was going alas. to be. 
Alas. That's that's some old English for some Dickens there. So, Chris, I understand you didn't like the musical pieces in here. Can I ask legitimately why not? Um... Okay, so I'm not a big musical guy to begin with. That's okay. So, I, I do know that. So, so I just... yeah. Here's the thing. Lacey is a big musical. Like, she loves she loves musicals. Okay. She did not like the music, the musical numbers in this either. Really? Um, I think it's because she was more interested in the story that was, like, being told, uh, like, in the dialogue between the musical scenes. That every okay. time the musical scenes happened, they didn't add any big flair to the movie. They just kind of happened. And, like, unless your movie is built to be a musical instead of it just having these things in there because they can, I think that's where I think it falls off for me is that, like, it doesn't feel like a musical with some dialogue in between. This feels like a movie with some dialogue with some musical numbers in between. It doesn't feel like they belong. It feels like they're the things that are pushed in. I think you're right about that. And in in a musical, especially in the most famous musicals, like Singing in the Rain, for example – the the music always furthers this, furthers the story. Yeah, and I, I, I I think in this one they just try to make it clever and snappy, and yeah. they try to do too much. Because you're right, if you take the musical numbers out, you still get the full effect of the story. You still nothing can is have lost. The story, sure. Yeah, and that's no, fine. but like now, nothing is lost. That's the thing. Nothing is lost. Yeah. Well, you do lose the best part of this movie, and that is the good afternoon song. But well, oh, good afternoon. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, that is yeah. gold. I, I'll admit, I that was probably the highlight of the film for me. Was that was that whole that that number? But out of everything, all the other numbers, I I, I wouldn't miss any of them. Hundred percent. Yeah, but so, I mean, with in in your defense, they in the dialogue it, it's explained why what good afternoon means, and so the musical number doesn't do anything except make it funny. True. True. So I mean, again, you don't lose anything by removing mm-hmm. that musical number. You just lose some comedy, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the story is still intact, one hundred percent. So I, I would agree that the music at sometimes does feel forced into here. Yeah. But the one thing I will say about the music is I think they did a good job with it. Like it's not just them singing blindly. Like, every time they do it, it's a it's a pro- production number, mm-hmm. you know, with lighting and a full cast of like background people, which oh, I yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Um, I, I think they did a pretty good job with it. I think the music is fine. I, um, yeah. That being said, I had no idea this was a musical until, you know, you get about five minutes in <laughs> and then it's very clearly a musical. So oh, okay. um, I don't think they marketed it as a musical. Did they? I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they did because it doesn't, I think you're going to turn a lot of people off. Why well, do I don't even know if you would like a Christmas musical that has Will Reynolds, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds in it? I don't think it changes who you're marketing it to, right? Well, but I mean, you're right, and I think the only reason that is the case is because it's not because of Will Ferrell, it's because of Ryan Reynolds. He's the superstar sure. here. He's yeah. the one that people are like. No, I want to watch that for. No right. one's watching this for. This is. This is 15 years too late for Will Ferrell to be the pool here. You could say the same thing about Avatar. No, Will Ferrell is not an avatar. So. <laughs> that I know years, I met 15 years too late. Well, I was going to uh, say, Will Ferrell got paid $20 million too, though. So I mean, look, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Let me tell you on that one. So yeah, he, right. he doesn't give a crap about people. He, he wasn't rich before. Right, right. I mean, $20 million for this. Holy crap. But I mean, <sighs> it's. I get what you're saying. But I mean, and, and what Roger's saying is, I'm going to add to what you said, Rod, about the musical numbers is, again, with the one thing about production value is they're all extremely lavish. They all have backup dancers and 
four different strings of dancers all doing different things, but like that row of dancers all doing the same thing. Like it's always amazing to look at. It's always fun. And that's the one thing a musical number's got to do. If it doesn't further the story, it's got to be fun. It's got to be good. It's got to be good. And if it's not, but like I will admit like, Chris, you're right about the, the about the good afternoon is especially the joke later in the movie with good afternoon when when he attacks the cab driver. You son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a plan payoff that works beautifully, the good afternoon yeah. thing. And there's 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 a lot, of, but again with the whole But I mean, does it really matter that the musicals doesn't? Because it keeps up the lightheartedness. Because the movie never goes super, super dark. Even when he's standing there looking at the kids you know, memoriam and people, oh, man, that's pretty dark. It is dark, but like 15 seconds later, there's a song. So, I mean, not even 15 seconds later, it's like real quick after that, he sees, it. I think they, you know, that was done on purpose to, to not go that dark and try to keep that away. But again, it's, it's a weird choice. And they made some weird choices here. They really did. But I mean, it's, this isn't out of Apple's, you know, purview of what they, what they can do. And I'll bet you this has legs. I'll bet you people are still watching this six months from now. Sure. Think? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, listen, they'll watch it through the Christmas season. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they I think put without it out in the middle of April and be like, you know what we should watch again? Spirited. <laughs> but I, th- I mean, I think you're wrong. I think Ryan Reynolds is the reason this this gets year-round pl- plays. I really do think that. he's. I mean, that that's how big Ryan Reynolds is, is I think that he's the one that, he's the one that pushes it forward. Roger, will you ever watch this film again? Um... I might actually, um, yeah. but only during the holidays. Look, you know, I, I did talk earlier, you know, at the start of this episode about how most Christmas movies are bad. At least this one was different. Mm-hmm. Um, love it or hate it. Listen, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. It's not, <laughs> not anywhere near the worst. I, I yeah. think it's overall, it's fine. Um, but it's, it's okay. okay. So, I, I agree. I think when it's, I think when it's doing its thing, that's when it's at its best. And when it's when the most fun, uh, I mean, I, I didn't care for the musical numbers, but I didn't also mind that they were there. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about that. Because they were, I mean, again, Ryan Reynolds is the linchpin here. Without him, someone else cast in that spot that's not Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, then we have a different recipe. Then we have a different, we have a whole different product. Actually, either one of those two guys, I'm, I always watch what they do musically. I actually made the joke to my wife. I asked if I, I thought that maybe... Ryan Reynolds lost a, a bet to Hugh Jackman. That's why he was in this movie. Oh, I think Ryan. I think Reynolds lobbied for this role. I think he wanted it. You think so? Or I think Will Ferrell asked him. He's like, "All right, Will, I'll do it. Twenty million bucks, sure." Yeah, <laughs> he probably or... went, hey Ryan, I got a story for you. And all of a sudden, there ain't nothing you've really done. It's a musical. And he's like, "All right, man, give me the pitch." He's like, ah, or, "I don't know." And he's like, "How about twenty million? He's like, "I'm in, goddamn." Or man. or maybe or maybe Will Ferrell called Hugh Jackman and said, "Hey." I got this movie idea for you. Hugh Jack Miller and Ryan say, listen, you owe me for Dead, for Deadpool 3. He's like, God you, damn it. You, you, you owe me, yeah. I can see that. I can certainly see that. But, I mean, I don't know how this fell. I, I, I think it would be a mistake to look at this movie as a failure for Apple. I, I think this is definitely a positive thing for the streaming service. No, I, 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 I definitely think, don't either. I think the movie's fine. I think the movie's good for Apple. I think it's. I, I don't think it's going to bring subscribers. You know what I mean? People well, so, are going to watch it. So let's ask the question we always ask with these streaming movies: Is can you see this theatrical in in the exact movie that we got? Can you see it theatrically? I honestly probably could have if we got if we got you know some of the theatrical musicals that we've gotten in the last year or two. Then yes, yeah. 
You you got you have you have Ryan Reynolds. It can be it'll it, it could be in the theaters and do well. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I I totally agree. This I mean this could have been a theatrical release and it would have done. I don't I don't think it would have done. So okay, amazing, let me but... let me ask you a more specialized question. Okay. Assuming we take away Black Panther off of this weekend, if Spirited would have came out theatrically this weekend, would it have been number one? Yes, definitely. Because the other movies wouldn't have been number 12 one. Million, or 11 and a half was um, Strange World. I think so. You, know, I, you don't think this movie could have done an easy 20? I, again, yes, I do. I think Just because of the name? Of yes, I do. I, I think it could have done more than that. 30 or 40 maybe. I really do think that it's clever. It's clever enough that kids would dig it. You know, the theater nerds would, would like it. You know, the you know New York is is probably going crazy over this movie right now. But I would imagine yes, it, it has legs in theater theater, which I don't understand why they wouldn't put it out there theatrically for a, a few weeks through the holiday season and then put it on their service ex- exclusively. I don't understand why Apple doesn't do that. No, but, I don't know. But I mean, I mean. This movie's also super weird, but so is like the 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 Al Yankovic story. It's also weird, but we 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 dug it in in a weird way. Sure. So I mean, there's also that kind of oddities, but the Will Ferrell comedy is still there. Like first when he when he first sets eyes on Clint Briggs, he's like, oh, it's I forget what he's, I forget who he compares him to. Oh, it's it's like he's like Mussolini and Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> The combination, like an, an Italian dictator, World War II, and Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was funny when uh, he, when he was left alone, Clint was left alone with the ghost of Christmas present, or the ghost and they of, banged. and they, <laughs> he's like, you had one job and you didn't. All you had to do was not touch him, not sexually. He's like, you did it. She's like, well, I've been dead for forty years. A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. I did find that funny, and I did. I mean, I, I the, the Marley joke. With every time something happens, he's like, "No, no, no, we don't need music." And then all of a sudden, the musical starts. I, I, that's funny to me. Like it, that's the same. The chimes go off in the background. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that was funny. I really I just I, say yes. Will you stop singing? It yes. never wasn't funny to me. The the whole Jacob Marley thing. So I mean, it's. I, I just don't know. I, I would have liked to seen a trailer for this before I saw it, just to see how it would have come down differently in my mind. Okay. But again, that's just me. I know a lot of people don't. Again, that's something we don't get with streaming anymore is trailers. Like we, we go into a lot of these movies pretty cold, haven't seen anything on them. And that's one thing positive about not seeing the trailer a hundred times is you actually get to see the movie for the movie. You know, it's just, I mean, Avatar now, we, we, we've seen some of those scenes, some of those moments mm-hmm. dozens, dozens of times with all the trailers. So that's the one bad thing about going to Avatar is you might feel like you've seen it. So that's just that though. What else? Tell me something you guys didn't like about this besides the musical, Chris. Well, I mean, I've already spoken to a few things I didn't like. So it, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, the movie is fine. It's just the things that bother me bother me more because I was annoyed by the music. Every time I was getting wrapped up in the story of what was happening, a musical number would start. I felt like Jacob Marley in this. Where it was like, you know, no, 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 we we don't need this. No, to just keep give me more dialogue. I don't want to. Uh, and they're singing again. God damn it! So, but oh, I mean, I agree. I'm, with a big, you. I'm a big Scrooge when it comes to musicals. So, wow, good reference, good, good reference. Thank what about you. you, Roger? What did you really hate? Boo him! Boo! <laughs> Boo that man! <laughs> I booed myself. You should have booed yourself, and you fucking know it. I thought I'm fucking hilarious, sir. 
Roger, what about you? What did you hate? It's <laughs> the dead silence. <laughs> oh, so I, okay, I won't. I won't say that I hate it. I thought the ending was surprising. No, okay. no, no, well, well, no where, where where he becomes the next like like you know like person in charge of the whole haunting thing. No, no, okay, or... that that's not what I mean. Okay, I, mean, well, well, I was going to say it leads to that. <laughs> Agreed, but I thought that was surprising. No, listen, after we accept that that happened, I had no no qualms with the rest of that. So yeah. You know, all right. Fair enough. I, I I can't say I didn't like much about this. I this is a fun movie. It's it's a fun holiday movie that I think will get a lot of people, you know, at least talking, and that's important because I mean movies don't even do that anymore, pretty much. I so don't gonna think make. this movie is gonna get people talking. It's on Apple TV. No one has Apple TV. Well, that's the thing. Is like it's also stranded on a service. <laughs> I was gonna say this isn't gonna get people talking. People that see it will talk about it. You know, it'll gain subscriber base in like you know play areas where Broadway's or you know musical numbers are popular. But other than that, this movie isn't going to hit everyone's screens. It's not on Netflix. You know what I mean? So it's it is what it is. The movie's fine, and I'm glad you know I'm I'm, I'm glad it got made because a good holiday film is never a bad thing to have out there for someone to choose to watch. Well, especially because there's so many bad ones. Ones yeah, that like really like suck. What was it? Uh, uh, what was that? Terrible Hallmark one we watched last year. Operation something. Oh, Operation Christmas? Oh, or? God, the one about in Guam. Yeah, Operation <laughs> Christmas like, drop. This is a, this is That's it, Operation hour Christmas drop. Yeah. <laughs> hour and 45 minute thing to go to live in Guam. Yeah, it's just a big old Guam. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, folks, you don't need a passport to go to Guam. It's true. It's on the other side of the world, but it's one of ours. Nope. That's U.S. territory. Uh, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, this I, is I know you didn't need a passport. Movie. You do not. Any U.S. territory, you don't need a passport to go to. Interesting. Not even to fly like internationally to get there. It's not internationally. Well, but you're it's flying, like flying to Hawaii, brother. But you're yep. flying over land that, that, that isn't ours. As long as you never get off the plane. Yes, sir. Interesting. I didn't know that. But okay, back to Spirit for a second. So let's let's All move right. in. Let's move into scoring about aeronautics for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> This is why Diane listens to the show. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about spirit. Let's talk about yes. let's talk about scoring it then. All right. Yeah. I'll go first if you guys right. don't mind. Yeah. Um, so uh, obviously, I said I don't really like Christmas. Don't really like Christmas movies. I've come around to Christmas a little bit. Most Christmas movies are still bad. That being said, I think this movie's okay. Um, it's never too good. It's never real bad for me. I think it's serviceable. Um, I don't want to say that it's just average. I think it's slightly above average. So I'm going to give it like a five and a half here um, because my definition of average is five. So mm-hmm. I would recommend this to most people. Um, I'd recommend it to anybody who likes musicals. I think that would be fine for them. It is probably more music than it needs to be. Uh, it's more music than I thought there was in this movie, period, because I didn't know it was a musical. But I think it's okay. So five and a half. Okay. So like th- this movie is okay to me this movie starts out pretty bad in my eyes i was very bored at first and it does get better as it goes on and i think that's because the chemistry between will ferrell and ryan reynolds does just bloom into this beautiful creature that whatever mess that they make is it it is fun to watch that being said i don't like musicals this thing had an upward an uphill battle to begin with with me and it's kind of eye-rolling weak at times Uh, this is a four and a half it's just below average for me i won't recommended to anybody unless they like musicals other than that it's i'm not telling somebody to get apple tv so they can watch this uh i'm gonna go with roger 5.5 5. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's where it sits. I, I, again, I had a really good time with it, but I'm also that kind of idiot that enjoys this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, you guys know I'm very kind to movies that kind of make me smile. And I'm really trying to work on that. But I do think this deserves a 5-5 five, five, uh, in that way. I like the chemistry between Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Although Reynolds is a star. Ferrell's over the he's, – he's over the hump, man. Whatever he's going to do, he's done it. Whatever great he's going to do in the film industry, he's done it. Now it's just existing. Uh, but I, I do like the chemistry between them. I like the the spins on the Dickens stuff. I like the kind of the the creative liberties that, that they take uh, that work. Tracy Morgan's hilarious when he's like, "You've just been Christmas Carol, bitch." He's he, he's looking he for that. Him up, bounces him off the floor. He's he's looking for that. He's going like back and forth with a couple of cat phrases, and that's the one he settles on. And I, I just it's that's funny to me. It's I like the Marley character because it's, it's it's kind of a twist on the already existing character that we know of Jacob Marley. They kind of do different things with it. Uh, I like how it doesn't, in the end, become like a everyone wins type of. I mean, literally, as soon as they get done with that last musical number, someone gets hit by a bus and dies, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. But it's hilarious. Oh, God when, damn! And the way it happens, folks, is hilarious. I'm not saying that's so, but I'm saying in the way it happens in the film, it's kind of hilarious. People getting hit by a bus is sometimes hilarious. It is. I'm sure on it's YouTube. It's just part man. of life. It's just part of life, man. Uh, but I'm very happy we got to watch this. I didn't really know what we were going into, but I was pleasantly surprised what we got, and I, I had a good time with it. So there's, a, there's there's that. But I can imagine someone sitting down this and being like, "I got to turn this off right now. This is bad." But I, I mean, I I get that. I do. But I also think that you should give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for Chris to be like, "Ah, oh, Grayson, why did you say that?" No, it's. I mean, you you, you had to say it. You to live with it, not me. That's true. That is true. All right, gentlemen, this has been episode 306B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posted every Friday and – sorry, Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe, every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am Grayson Maxwell One. I am Matt Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Strange World and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which I'm sure is going to be a lot like Spirited, now that I'm thinking about it. Think it's a musical? I think it's going to be silly like Spirited was. Chris Pratt's scene is not out of the question. Mm, Please, what about Rocket? No.